Welcome to Brightly, you radiant being, the show that wildly recognizes, encourages, and invests in the radiance we all carry so you can shine your brightest. Each episode, we share soul-driven advice and topics to help you live more brightly in mind, body, and spirit. Through sharing our experiences, friendship, and passions, we hope to impact you to step more brightly into yourself, inch by inch. Love it. Hi, Hi Tracy. <laughs> How are you? Hey, I'm What's good. Happened? How are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty darn good. I'm but I I think earlier I said I'm better and you were like better than what? Like I didn't know you were worse. And but... you gave me a teaser. You were like, I'm yeah. gonna talk about it on the show. So yeah. is this the part you're gonna talk about? No. It? Oh no. Ooh, intrigue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wait, wait to keep the listeners hooked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But Actually, what I was interested in, because I feel like you have, I mean, you're always really good with like sort of adventures, going out and doing things and trying this and doing that. Um, and so, I do like so, going places and doing things. You yes. really, you really <laughs> described me well. That, that is how I describe myself. Not everyone <laughs> likes that though. And that not everyone true can do it or and I have a certain standard for the places and the things yes. and I like them to be different and intriguing yes. and creative or something but so uh, sometimes I live vicariously through you Ooh, so like I'm that. just wondering what you're doing this weekend so actually tomorrow I'm not going anywhere I'm staying home to do this but I am doing a thing so uh <laughs> five or six years ago um the matriarch of my family my mother uh who's a listener hi thanks for your love and support <laughs> long time listener no time caller <laughs> um, she started this thing where she invited all the women in our family because she has five daughters and a niece and a sister and a stepmom to come to her people part of her barn like we have a an attached area of the barn that has like a heater and couches and tables and you know to mm. craft bring whatever your current craft or project is and wear flannel and hang out and we all, almost all of us showed up in the exact same flannel shirt from Target. <laughs> so then we're like, this is a thing now. This is a thing. Um, we took out the crafting part of it because honestly, like some of our crafts, like I'm not that kind of crafty. So I you said like, that to me before. I love that. I'm not that kind I didn't, of crafty. I couldn't think of anything to bring. And then the, I was going to do like a vision board, but it wasn't mm. since we were all doing something different and it all required different types of concentration. We weren't really talking with each other, right? Like we were either yeah. doing the craft or hanging out, but it just, it felt a little disjointed. So the craft part of it has kind of trickled out. But so I'm going to host the lady flannel fire <laughs> this Saturday at my house. <laughs> Wait, is it, do people actually call it that or are you just calling it that? I mean, that's what I put on the evite. <laughs> the lady flannel fire. The lady flannel fire. So they're I all going to come it. and have a bonfire. And I told everybody to bring, you know, a blanket for maximum coziness. And I'm just going to have some snacks and drinks. And yeah. Uh, just Lovely. Hang out. And we have, what's ironic is October is actually the month when we connect the most this year, we have a bridal shower. We have kind of an annual pumpkin patch thing. Um, cause there are a lot of little, little kids in our family now. And so anybody mm -hmm. who can go to that, we'll all go to that. And so I feel like every Saturday this month, we will see each other. Like we just saw each other at a sunflower thing, but like my event is the only one where it's about 
we have the space and time to connect and talk exactly and we don't have an activity right so and like, there's no children right and no children yeah um and so what i'm excited about i have my cousin's pregnant and she is pregnant with a girl the first girl in our family in almost a decade yeah. um so it's really exciting to see that and i'm so excited to get to celebrate her and so i'm looking forward to us all catching up at this one so that then the next one can be about her right um or like oh, yeah maybe, right and then maybe things can carry over and it's not so much about figuring out where we all are in life and what's yeah. going on um and just like low-key hang have fun um nice. yeah and they all love that I drink now so I'm really excited to, <laughs> to to have some fancy cocktails and drinks and stuff for them and some fall fall food yeah yeah I'm I'm all about uh I got that fig jam for that cheese board man I'm gonna I'm gonna do a, a charcuterie board without the meats I, I'm sure I think it's just a, a, a cutting board with some food on it <laughs> that way but you don't have to ruin the whole you know magic around what that board is <laughs> you know what I believe you've taken a picture of one of my boards in the past usually mm -hmm. <laughs> I think I like to do it's a beautiful thing seat. Yes. Yeah, yes. So I'm really looking forward though to, you know, like it's just the ladies, nothing mm -hmm. against the men. Like I saw my stepdad today and I really wanted to be like, see you tomorrow. But then I was like, no girls only <laughs> and like just huh. being in like this hyper feminine space. Yeah. Creating a hyper feminine space. It'll um, be, it's, it's, it's almost divine timing right? that, that this is happening. <laughs> so in case you didn't catch the title or if you weren't searching for keywords, that's how you found us. Today's topic is actually on the divine feminine and the divine masculine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, we all I, have both in us, right? And so mm -hmm. it's about that balance. Yes. But I saw a question today or I saw a statement that mm -hmm. triggered a question that I wanted to ask you. Yeah. Uh, have you ever given thought to or noticed how spiritual energies translate to the human experience? My eyes are blinking very fast because I feel <laughs> like, I, can you, re, can you read that again, please? <laughs> how spiritual energies translate to human experience. Oh, I have never thought of that. Right. I, right. And so I think I needed to hear it twice because I was like, dude, you've never thought of that. I have thought so much recently. I had a friend refer to our time here on this plane as earth school right that were spiritual that, yes. beings sent to earth school to learn lessons and heal yeah. and help the world and help others heal but i've never really thought about how those spiritual energies in us translate to the human experience and I view myself as a spiritual person. I do Kundalini yoga. I do meditation. Mm -hmm. um, I do all sorts of really crazy things that you live vicariously through me. <laughs> and, um, I, I do energetic healings. You know, I really believe in, you know, um, you know, when I do my intentions for the new moon, it's, you know, to my guides, forces and helpers of the seen and unseen realms. We've talked about right. fairies before, yeah, we, right? I mean, we're both on the same yeah. plane with that. But yes, I've always absolutely. separated spiritual energies from myself. And it wasn't. Oh, you have? A, yeah. Well, I'm a spiritual being, but like a spiritual energy to me seemed like an external force or something you look to or call upon. 
Oh, okay. I wonder if that's when, why sometimes we feel like we're like we're just out of step or mm. we're because we can't translate it or it's not being translated because I think we can, I think, I think it's a possibility. I'm just not sure what it would feel like or look like. Well, and so then I have another question for you. Okay. Uh, I've lost it. Where do you feel <laughs> unbalanced in your life right now? Well, or do, do you, you don't have to share necessarily. That's when you're on the spot, but like, do you feel unbalanced in your life? Completely. Me too. <laughs> I feel like that's the way we started this podcast. <laughs> so, and I feel that right now. And I think that when this podcast airs, we're We'll, we'll still be in Libra season, which is all about balance, right? Oh, nice observation. Thank you. Well, I just was thinking about the scales. I'm like, oh my gosh, Libra is all about balance. And I have really, I've been feeling what I should say is off. And it wasn't until I was reading through your show notes and I'll share later. I was like, oh crap. Now I understand what's happening. Oh, crap. Now I have self-awareness. <laughs> <laughs> so, Is this a good spiritual activity? <laughs> I kind of had a similar experience. I didn't put the pieces together that it was kind of the season and the time, which is ironic because I'm usually the one on the show being like, look at the rhythm of your life. Look at the cycles. <laughs> look at the seasons. Um, but I've been feeling really drawn to balance my life that I've always been hyper aware of where my imbalances were, but I always attributed it to more strengths and weaknesses or mm. talents and not talents or things I'm bad. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas when we started talking about the show or what we wanted to do, you know, we were talking about feminine archetypes last show, mm -hmm. episode yeah. 42, definitely listen if you haven't. Um, and so that naturally, when we were kind of doing the arc of conversation and what would come after that, the divine feminine just felt like divinely placed, right? Like easy. Yes. And then when it actually came time for me to be like, what's the outline of our conversation going to be? Like, what do we want to cover? What kind of background info do I need to, you know, like, and then mm -hmm. some self-reflection, it just, it felt so wrong to me to just focus on the feminine right. and not the masculine. Uh, but then it also made me realize my own biases within those terms. Well, that is such a good point because I think we go to sort of the, the connotation that we have of each term and, and we gender them typically. And we typically, I feel like we have a problem with looking at the bad parts, right? The toxic parts. and yeah. and. Yeah. So both for divine masculine and divine feminine, they both have a light side and a dark side and how they can be expressed in us. But we all have aspects of the divine, whether light or dark in us. It's all about the dualities of people, which there's a lot of different cultures that have it, right? Right. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. We call absolutely. it divine feminine and masculine, which a lot of people equate to gender, which this is not about man, woman, male, no. female. No, yin and yang is, yes. is the balance. And of... that's Chinese philosophy, right? Yes. Like, mm -hmm. We all know that symbol. Yes. Um, and then, you know, in the Hindi, uh, 
religion they have shiva and shakti oh yeah yeah which is you know the divine feminine divine masculine there mm-hmm. but then we even have just like the sun and the moon you yes know, like the sun is masculine the moon is feminine yes. uh, east and west this yes. uh the masculine is the the east with the rising sun and yeah. then the west is the feminine and it's usually witchy and wild right yeah um and then Look what was me. new yeah. to me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, side note: Today I was at the grocery store, and in one of the giant boxes of pumpkins, they had one of those Halloween decors where a witch's legs were hanging out of it, as though she had fallen into it. And I was just like, you know, that feels like a hate crime. I'm feeling personally attacked. I don't like that you're <laughs> displaying my people like you're this. Hilarious. I thought I thought about sending you a photo, but it was like six thirty in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have to tell you something. This is so synchronistic. Actually, I won't. We'll we'll save. We'll it save for... it for the. We have a Selwyn Halloween uh, All Saints Day. And of the Dead that episode. is actually where oh, I perfect. Put, All right, where in the show notes I've got something perfect. about the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so East and West. That's where we got off topic. The West is kind of witchy. But what I learned when doing the background on this is heaven and earth. So oh, right. earth, earth is mother, is mother nature. Yes. Right. Yes. But heaven as the masculine was a new concept to me. When I, so looking at the show notes, I saw heaven and earth too. And I sort of did the same thing. I was like, oh yes, of course, because earth is, is feminine. Earth is, is mother nature, like you said. But then that made me realize when I think of divine okay. feminine yeah, and the word divine, I always associate femininity with the divine yes. always. And so for me, heaven is divine. It is divinity. Mm-hmm. So feminine, fe- femininity, femininity, right? Feminine, feminine. Um, and when I think of it, I was like, what a disservice to the divine masculine, because, you know, yeah. we do have uh, gods, that, you know, that are <laughs> equally divine, like it's in the word. Right. And it just showed how much my personal, you know, social constructs and biases and stuff like that have kind of filtered even how I, I gendered a word, right? Like inappropriately yes. gendered a word. Yes. So what do you think of when you think of either divine or both divine feminine and divine masculine, or even just the yeah. word divine? Well, divine, I always think of as sort of above like, like above, um, exalted. Yes. Exalted heavenly, that kind of thing. Um, but so when I think of divine feminine, I do think of like, I did think of nature and open nurturing, um, the moon, I think of water. I think of, uh, creativity. I think of in the tarot cards, the empress. And then if I'm thinking divine masculine, I'm thinking the emperor in the tarot card. And I think the emperor, because what I, what that card represents to me is he actually has armor on underneath his robes. And so he's no longer a soldier, but he is ready and okay, he still, still that protector, do, still the protector, but now he doesn't need the armor. It's just if it's necessary. Ooh. But so then I think of like doing, achieving, um, yes, protector, the sun. So that that's that, my list. Well, and I'm also noticing you put fire, right? That yes. is a really masculine kind of energy. Yeah. Um, 
but it also shows kind of the duality of the, you know, how the feminine and masculine is in all things and all people, Mm -hmm. because like, I also view fire as like something, uh, uh, the divine feminine would use. See, I do too. And, and that was a little bit tougher. It's like how you use the elements. Exactly. So for me, the divine feminine, when I think about it, it's very ethereal, right? Really the archetypes that we described before, those Greek and Roman gods and goddesses, Mm -hmm. Egyptian, you know, goddesses, um, very hyper feminine, soft, nurturing, um, but also like mystical and magical. Like there's something kind of secretive about it. Whereas, you know, the, the divine masculine, I'm similar to you. And I think of like power, strength, stability, security like that. Ooh, yeah, I like the, I like the stability and security. Like that's, that it, to me is divine masculine rather than what we sometimes think of with like the toxic masculinity, right? Yeah. So when it comes to the divine feminine, divine masculine, kind of what we want, like the takeaway for anyone listening to be is it's about having a harmonious balance within you. Mm-hmm. And even when you're balanced, you can still feel more comfortable in one or one can be exuded more naturally, but it's still, you are, when you're balanced, when you're exhibiting any one of these dualities, it's the light side of either one. And it's kind of that appropriate level for what feels right for you. Um, So I'm going to run through some examples and you've kind of touched on some of them, just kind of talking about what you think of. Um, But so different examples of dualities are the opposites that exist in us. Um, But as you listen to this, because a lot of people equate femininity with being a woman or female presenting Mm -hmm. and being divinely masculine as male or man presenting. But when I created this list and kind of, you know, the opposites and, you know, take it with a grain of sand. I I did this in an afternoon just with some word association. Um, But like what just really struck me was how stressful, isolating and imbalanced life would be if you were only one, right? That if you were like, I am female presenting, I have to be feminine. And then that means you can't be the divine masculine, the light side of the the divine masculine. How utterly, how would you get anything done? Well, right. How would you get anything done? But I also saw during a time, and sometimes it still does happen, but especially I would say in the seventies and eighties, when women were starting to step into some of the what was thought of as more masculine types of energies that then they were a bitch. They were bossy. They were, they, that's an aggressive woman, right? They were given toxic labels Mm -hmm. for something that was viewed upon as very good for men. If, if, male presenting people did the opposite, they were effeminate or gay. Yes. And it was, you know, toxic in the other way. Right. And then, mm-hmm. uh, you know, on the flip side for both, I think overcorrections occur that you, what you described as a society in which you could not express this mm-hmm. very natural, normal other half of you without it creating conflict in your life. 
or labels or, you know, physical attacks even, right? Like it could negatively impact your ability to Mm -hmm. make money, right? To have a career, to be employed, to be Mm -hmm. taken seriously. And so overcorrections occur and you were a bitch on purpose, right? Like just, I think before in the the, um, uh, feminine archetypes we talked about, like that career woman newscaster, right? The ball buster, the, you know, the hair on the mother that take charge, right? Like, if that's yeah. some, some people just identify as that and that is perfect you know as with everything we talk about take what's resonate and feels natural for you yes but I'm gonna go through this list and what I want you to do Amy um and you can kind of do it in the moment if you want just cue me mm-hmm. to stop talking but the listeners see maybe areas where you're just in unbalanced maybe one's just heavier than the other but like see if there are areas that feel icky Feel if there are areas that maybe you're overcompensating for. See if there are areas where you're doing it because if you didn't, like I said before, things wouldn't get done and need wouldn't get met, right? <laughs> like where you're forcing yourself to do one over the other. Or even consequently for me, like what are you doing because it feels comfortable and that maybe you just haven't matured to that more balanced state? Ooh, I like that. Yeah. That's a, that might be a tough one, but so yeah, I'm always going to start it's with the divine feminine and then the, the duality or the opposite will be the divine masculine. So, um, kind of the encapsulating divine feminine, like I'll start with encapsulating for both free flowing, whereas the divine masculine is purpose as in having direction. Mm-hmm not like life purpose, but just generally like knowing where I'm going to go. Being versus doing vulnerability versus courage or conquering fears, which this one, this one was a hard one for me because you have to have courage to have vulnerability. So I, Oh, I meant to say earlier too, the divine feminine is typically morally more associated with inward where the divine masculine is more outward. Yes. Um, Okay. So divine feminine intuition, divine masculine intellectualize or reason. Yeah. I'm going to stop you on that one. And I will go back once you're done with this, I'm going to actually let you go through whatever, however many you want to go through. Okay. Um, But just with that one, I just want to say that sometimes I think I forget about the intuition and actually that is where I'm more comfortable is in the intuition rather than the reasoning. So when I do have to reason, sometimes I, I get stuck. And this one was hard for me because in our current culture that I grew up in, men get to say, oh, I trust my gut and women can say it too, but women aren't taken as seriously as men. Um, oh my gosh, Tracy, I, so I, right. I have been told by my female <laughs> physician that the specialist she's referring me to, instead of me saying like, I'm just connecting with the research and just intuitively this feels right. She said I would probably get better results if I told him I dreamed it, if I had a dream about it versus like my intuition is, is telling me this is right. So that just shows where his divine masculine and feminine is unbalanced and yeah. um, Interesting. And then I also was challenged with this one too, because I'm an intuitive person, but I'm also a really highly intellectual person too, right? Like I can have both reason and emotion. I can have both intuition and trust and reason. But that means you're balanced. I'm balanced. Thank you. 
-hmm. All right. So the divine feminine would lean more towards surrendering where the divine masculine is standing in your power, receiving and giving creativity and analyzing, uh, devotion or boundaries, receptivity and assertiveness, passiveness, surrendering, demanding your worth, having confidence, empathy versus accountability or responsibility, adaptability versus decisiveness, soft and hard, affection and freedom, rest and digest or flight and fight, rest and healing or patient uh, versus action, compassion to strength, support, leadership, pleasure, productivity, reflective, accomplishment, receptive, projective. Do you see how these aren't actually tied to current gender constructs? Or how they are, but they shouldn't be. Like how ridiculous, how utterly be. ridiculous. Yes, they actually they should not be. And and I just really want to stress that again. Divine feminine has nothing to do with uh, women, uh, female presenting persons. It and and divine masculine has nothing to do with men. Because or- one of the questions <laughs> I was going to ask you earlier. But then I realized I already know the answer. <laughs> I can assume <laughs> the answer is in society. Do you see one as being viewed as more important than the other? Well, I yeah, and I'll tell you why is because we are we have been in toxic masculinity for quite some time, yeah. and that is just that that has been. Uh, the expectation of society that 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 is how things are done. That is how things are accomplished. That is how you should present yourself. Um, you need to expect this from people in government, in in work. And so I think that people typically view those typical mask what what would have been thought as masculine uh, ideas Mm -hmm. as better, Mm -hmm. but, or even how you express ideas as better, more professional, more serious. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, but it's not more better. (laughs) 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 And, and actually I feel that that is that we are coming, we are moving away from that and becoming more receptive two divine feminine qualities. I'm, I'm going to add on to that. So in the past decade in the spiritual community, social media, and even, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, counseling psychology community, uh, I, I have seen this influx in the focus in raising the divine feminine, Yes, having women become more in touch with it. And the focus is always on female presenting persons and getting their power back. Right. But doing their, getting their power back in the way that's more associated with raising the divine feminine in the past year. And I like this better. It's about exalting and raising both the divine feminine, and divine masculine. The problem yes. isn't that the, that the masculine, um, 
has been overtaking. No, it's what you just said a minute ago. We've the toxic masculinity, yes. the dark side of the divine masculine mm-hmm. has become abundant in our society, probably largely due to capitalism, right? And the need to do business and move and move, go, 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 and a lot financially driven. Well, we live in a patriarchy. That too. So, <laughs> I mean, when you think about okay, I don't want to become a political show, but talk about toxic masculinity. That's what we just, we were just, we were just in that. We just had that for four years. (laughs) Yeah. And so here I saw something. So the sea of solace blog listed toxic masculinity or so first they listed it perfectly as divine masculinity is a leader that is merciful and objective versus toxic masculinity is a leader that is controlling and aggressive. It's and perfect. So when yes. you equate our most recent political, no matter how you feel about uh, the political divide and the polarization and stuff like that, his brand of leadership was to tell the people under him, not, not uh, constituents, not citizens, but the people who reported to him, figure it out and do it. Right. That is not leadership. The, the employers and CEOs and business owners that I've worked for that have employed that level of leadership of just figure it out, do it, your job depends on it, bullying people into doing things, they are not who I ever credited the success of the business. It was the people who figured out and who did it and right. banded together. And we right. typically were most, the businesses that didn't crumble under that leadership, because some of them did, the ones that were able to maintain and in some instances the instances thrive even temporarily were the ones where people connected where we worked with each other where we yeah. were supportive of each other and where you see that even regardless of the gender markup of the the leaders and and the workers we were leaning more into the divine feminine because the toxic masculinity was so high we were naturally just countering it to get the job done isn't that amazing that that happened in such an organic way um and so it maybe not quite organic what's the word i feel like there must have just been a whole high amount of emotional intelligence in in that group well and um, then also i mean the reason so a lot of people uh so uh, the one that i'm thinking of most recently had 50 employees total about 20 to 25 out in a factory and then 20 to 25 in a more corporate business you know professional environment and it was split between people who lasted about a year or two and people who have been there for a decade or more. Mm-hmm. The ones that left, left because our lives were unbalanced and that was not okay. So we were willing to be unemployed. We were willing to go through the challenge and the work of finding a new job and, mm-hmm. and part-time stress to eliminate the imbalance in our life. It was so greatly imbalanced. And it wasn't just a time thing. But there were so many different levels of unbalanced. And then the ones that have been there a decade or more were not happy, healthy people. And it was really sad to see. But they were so scared of change. And after being there and unbalanced so long, being balanced feels off. Like I think of like the first time I ever went to a chiropractor and he adjusted my neck and I was like, I feel crooked. And he was like, you were so crooked before this feeling right is going to feel wrong for a very long time. I've heard that with other things as well. That's yeah. 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 And sometimes, you know, when I think of 
where my imbalances are, a lot of them still stem from childhood and what, what felt comfortable and what didn't and what felt awkward and hard where I had models or support in my life and where maybe they're just like, oh, she's a tomboy where, you know, like I wouldn't hear it even if they tried or maybe they didn't know how to, to communicate it to me. And it's still stuff like I wore a dress today for the show. No one else got to see it. Right. But I was like, I'm going to embrace my divine femininity. Mm -hmm. I'm going to dress up in it. And I realized when planning my outfit and telling you like, oh, I'm going to go get gussied up. Right. That I only wear a dress on special occasions only. It's always an event. It's never just wake up and wear a dress. And I've even heard other people, colleagues be like, oh, I wore a dress today because pants was too much effort. And I was like, what are you talking about? A dress is effort, right? Like, and they're like, uh, no, it's not. I have one thing on today. You have many. (laughs) And when thinking about that, you know, that it has to be for an event, And in my head, it's because day to day wearing a dress felt cumbersome and restrictive, but it's also because in my head, I associate it with an event. So I am dressier. I am, I take better care of my clothes. I wear a different type of shoe. Like I feel fancier. I feel special. So I'm naturally more protective of my outfit of all things, right. Without even realizing it. And then I do less, or I also feel like, like if my car breaks down, I feel like I'm going to have to be dependent on somebody else. I can't just crawl under my hood or under my car, or like go and do something or feel comfortable walking down the street. And it's all these little things that have absolutely nothing to do with wearing a dress. This is fabric. This is fabric. This is nothing. It's all stuff that as a tomboy, as a kid, I felt uncomfortable in a dress. I was forced to wear them for some occasions. Some, it wasn't always a fight, right? Sometimes the parents are like, fine, wear what you want to wear. And as I got older, I definitely got to pick my clothes. But as an adult and even like liking dressing up and wanting to be more feminine, I still, I feel like I'm in a costume sometimes, or I feel like I can't wear that. I have to save that. And so now I'm starting the thing where every Friday I'm going to wear a dress. Like, I love it. I'm, I'm in, I'm in yeah. on that. After yeah. I, the idea came to me after the archetype show where we talked about like, create costumes for yourself, yeah. create characters for your outfits, mm-hmm. like just have fun with it. Like, why not? What else am I doing? It's a pandemic still like Christ. <laughs> like, but yeah. Play with makeup. There's nothing wrong with that. I, so where, oh, go ahead. What were you saying? Like, no thoughts, questions, comments, concerns. <laughs> No, no, you, I want you to say what you were going to say. Well, I was going to ask about your imbalances, but then I just realized I just word vomited and there was no reflection. Yeah. So, so the, the imbalance, what I was feeling at the beginning of the show, when I said, no, completely imbalanced. And I'll tell you later is as I was going through the list, I went, oh, I see. I see that I have been trying to live in the masculine, not live, work, work in the masculine. And basically uh, all the feminine has been sort of left behind, left in the dust. Whereas not, I shouldn't say all of it, but looking at the masculine list, I'm like, oh crap. Is that why I'm having like, because lately I've just been having a hard time. I just haven't been feeling like myself. And And isn't that a sign of imbalance? Life gets hard. Life just gets hard no matter how hard you're trying, right? Mm Because you're forcing it. Definitely feel like I'm forcing it. And so now 
to what I got out of this is that, um, oh, well, here, what did I write down? My job is so much of a masculine. I've been living imbalanced. Something has felt off for a long time. This is why. But I think what it is as well, it feels hard because it's not natural for me to be in all the masculine, right? I Because I'm not in both. I'm not balanced. I'm not using the divine feminine. I am just trying and actually failing to be in the masculine. And so I think that's my problem. Wow. But I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> I'll tell you in a minute. I'll tell you in a minute. But I had a thought about me while you were just burying your soul. <laughs> Enough about you, Amy. Let's talk about me. No, so hopefully, hopefully, hopefully it relates. That's that's what I'm going for here. And then mm-hmm. and then um we'll reflect on everything together in a moment. So the past, you know, around the time I hit 30, life changed for me, kind of stereotypical. I don't really care as much what other people think about me, but I think part of that wasn't my age, but where I was. And in that, instead of balancing feminine and masculine and 50-50, right? And like Mm -hmm. using them appropriately in the right spaces, the balance I've been doing for almost a decade has been more whatever I'm doing in either the masculine or feminine space, moving it to the light side, right? Mm-hmm. So that if I if I am exuding power at work, it's not aggressive. It's, you know, done in more of that, uh, the way we described earlier. Mm-hmm. But that when you were just sharing what you're talking about with work, where, you know, you're, you're forcing yourself or ha- finding yourself having to be more in the masculine and for longer and, and in ways you're not. You know, uh, it's not supernatural for you, right? Like it's not where you're in your personal power. Um, for me, I kind of live in the divine masculine in the majority of my life, but in a feminine way. Ooh, and so I, I like that. I don't like being the guy. I, you know, I just did air quotes for those yeah. of you not on YouTube. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't want to be the person in charge. I will be their right hand any day. Um, and so I like being the support person, a big part of, you know, both my love language is typically acts of service, but I, I need to feel important. The second I feel like I've outgrown a job, it's not because, um, it's not challenging for me. It's because I feel like they don't need me anymore that I've helped them get more efficient or they get in a different direction and my skills Mm -hmm. and services aren't super good. So I live in the masculine and I'm do, do, do intellectualized reason, courage, action, but it's in a support way. Right. And so it's, Mm-hmm. It feels balanced, but when I made this list and when I reflect on it, like you, I'm recognizing I don't really have balance in my life. I vacation in the divine feminine. I pay $40 for a monthly moon workshop to experience the divine feminine. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like I, my hobbies are in the divine feminine yeah. and that's not a balanced life. So I think I'm kind of like where you're at, where like I have this self-awareness, but what yes. do we do? Right. Um, and so I, I came up with some ideas or other people on the internet did, and I put them together and they all had, I'm not going to attribute them to any one person because they all had the same ideas. <laughs> so this is kind yeah. of, I, apparently it's common knowledge. And so it's, it was a learning moment for me. Um, 
But so just a reminder though, for any of those things that I just read off and and the healing of it too, um, you may feel more comfortable being polarized in one more than the other. And if that's where that feels natural and where you don't really have to put energy or intention behind and you're not struggling and your life feels good, stay there. You're nailing it. Like, good job. This is more about if you're feeling unbalanced. So for me, for my divine feminine, I feel like the attributes I described earlier, I'm balanced, like I said, where I'm more in the light than the dark for them, but there's a lot of them that aren't even awakened in me or that need to be reawakened. And then same for the masculine, like there's a lot for me there that I'm already doing and it feels comfortable. And so, so I'm okay, I have a question. Yeah. What, where do you see yourself? What do you, what's like the main thing where you feel like it needs to be awakened or reawakened? Uh, let me go through the list, Amy. There's quite yeah. a few. I may just be reading the table again to you. Yeah. So I feel <laughs> like I'm actually getting really, I'm pretty good at being vulnerable in one-on-one situations. Um, I feel like I'm allowing flow into my life. I'm, I'm really good at just being and being intuitive. Mm-hmm. Um, I think creativity is something we've talked about this, I think, well, at least personally, but, uh, the past few years of my life, I've just been absorbing and I haven't been putting anything out into yeah. the world, which is a, was a big driver for wanting to do the podcast. Yeah. Um, but for me, it's probably more around the affection, the compassion, the pleasure. I did okay. a Kundalini workshop once about around self-love and it was a do it at home over a course of a week or two. And then she mm-hmm. created a Facebook group so that we could talk amongst each other about our experiences and ask questions. Mm-hmm. I was having such a good time. I was vibing high for three days. Finally went in to check in on the Facebook group and, 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 and meet my peers and everybody there was not having a good time. Right. And it was so yeah. sad in life that I private messaged her and was like, Hey, heads up. I know we're not supposed to do this, but like, am I doing it wrong? (laughs) Like, I don't want to humble brag, like had the most joyful experience when everyone else is like, my life is falling apart. And she said, the people whose experiences I was reading don't allow themselves to be sad, that they don't slow down enough or they don't recognize, or they don't allow themselves in the sadness. She was Tracy, you don't allow yourself to feel joy. So that's, what's coming out. That's what's stuck. And so that whole concept of the femininity of being about pleasure for me Mm -hmm. um, and, and that softness and even just more like the sensuality, that's -hmm. something I've kept very hidden and very private. And I feel like neither of these things for, for either feminine or masculine are meant to be performative, right? It's not for someone else. I'm not wearing a dress for a man. I'm not wearing a dress to attract another person, regardless of what gender I'm interested in. I'm wearing the dress because I wanted to feel more feminine today. Mm -hmm. That has nothing to do with anyone else's reactions or whether or not anybody else sees me. I work from home now every Friday, I'll be wearing a dress. And like I just said, nobody else, everybody sees me from, you know, this up. So that'll be great. Say, I just wanted to, um, note this. I, I did this, uh, 21 day meditation on the divine feminine. Unfortunately, this was like months ago, but one of the things that, uh, Deepak Chopra said was 
joy is hiding when the divine feminine is in hiding. So I need to do that 21 day challenge, (laughs) right? His take was that joy comes from the divine feminine, that that is where joy comes from. So So, you did that meditation series. Mm -hmm. Did you feel like you were at home? Yeah. 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 I, I think that I live comfortably in the feminine, uh, in the divine feminine, and I strive to do things in the divine masculine. I just didn't realize right now that, that that's what I was just constantly doing. And, and as I look at the list, I realize I'm not doing it well either, but <laughs> But yes, but even though I felt home, I still felt as if I needed that 21 day meditation to remind myself of, of that home. Right. Um, It's important too. So the biggest part about healing is kind of that self-assessment and, you know, I just was kind of Googling and doing a lot of different searches on divine feminine and divine masculine there was a lot of, you got to be a filter and not a sponge. As they say, there were a lot of things on there that were gendered social constructs and how to be more of a woman, how to be more of a man. That's not mm. what you're looking for. No. So I'll, we'll figure out a way, or you can always email us. We'll drop our socials at the end of the show um, of the list we came up with. And hopefully you guys can share some of your own too, but it's, it's not about that. But for me, when doing that analysis and reflection, it's about where do I feel uncomfortable what am I rejecting? What am I avoiding? Right? Like, where am I choosing to make a home out of fear versus this is where I stand in my most natural self? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, you're going to, like you said, it felt like home. Mm-hmm. Whereas for me, I've been rejecting aspects or avoiding aspects of the, the feminine for so long. It feels like I'm vacationing there. <laughs> and I like, like that. To life. So, and now like yeah. just hearing you be like, I went home and I'd be like, I want to find home there. Right. Like I want to be that. But then I also have to recognize there's certain aspects of my personality and my core and what I was brought here to do and heal. That is just more the masculine. Um, I'm really good at advocating for myself and others. And so there is part of that where there are probably aspects of the divine feminine behind it, but I exude it in a way in the divine masculine. And maybe it's just because, like I said, I support that environment so much. I've picked up some tricks. I've picked up some skills. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But so some ways to heal and awaken real quick before we kind of tie it up with the universe. Yeah. Meditation. Everything comes back to meditation, visualization. Um, Your chakras are going to be really key to this. And so if there's an imbalance in one of your seven chakras, there's going to be an imbalance in your divine feminine and masculine spend time in nature. Oh, great. Right. Like everything we talk about your body movement, your posture, your body language. Mm -hmm. Um, Hey, go to therapy. That was key for me. (laughs) And like, even just, I've been talking about this with a therapist in some regard for about a decade now. Look, I'm just going to completely bear it all right here. I was actually talking to someone today earlier and said, I think I need to talk to someone. Like, I think I need to see a therapist again because of how I'm feeling. And now I'd be able to go to that therapist and say, I'm in the masculine too much. 
<laughs> but no, I am. I'm intellectualizing I, my yeah, feelings. I, <laughs> so I agree 100%. Well, thank you for sharing that. Mm. Um, I was actually one of the things I was going to start with in our pre-show thing was I think my therapist is annoyed with how well I'm doing. <laughs> I don't think she wants to see me bi-weekly anymore. And I don't know how to tell her I still got issues. <laughs> I know I'm presenting really well, but like, no, no, I'll see you in two weeks. <laughs> um, so for the divine feminine, one of my favorite um, ways to just really get back into it is dance. And so, man, I, yeah, I like, always, pick. I love to dance. And then it's like, you should dance every day. I put it in my phone, dance every day. And then I'm like, oh, I'm supposed to dance while I'm busy. So, so for me and like the goddess workshops and other stuff, like I said, I, I visit every now and then something with drums, like really tribal and like ancestral and whatnot really works for me. Something mm-hmm. sensual. Yes. Um, there is a DVD. Good. There is a DVD at the library that is, and I know I've brought this up before, and now I can't think of the name of it. And it is drums and kind of tribal, and Ooh. it's basically you get to just dance however you want to dance. So one of my favorite ones, and this is, um, we'll see if it plays. I'll stop it before the copyright infringement comes up. But <laughs> hey Siri, play God. See what she does. I forget. I don't know if that's the name of the song or the okay. band. Here's on Spotify. Oh, no, that's not what I wanted. Uh, I'll put it in the social, but there's one of the workshops. I, oh, nope, that's not it at all. Uh, <laughs> she defaulted to the wrong. I own it. I'll put it in the socials, but it's just these, dun, 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 like these just drums that make you just want to put your yes. arms over your head all ethereal, yes. like, and just move and sway. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, something I've been seeing a lot is womb healing meditations for people with have, female presenting bodies. And yeah, I've heard that. Especially if you've gone through a hysterectomy or any anything dealing with your reproductive system, any issues mm-hmm. with that. Um, it's the, the women I've talked to at those places, it's been life-changing for them and kind of a reclaiming and hmm. a reconnecting with their body in a way. Um, luxurious self-care. Um, create something, um, act more nurturing, and that can be to yourself, to others, plants, animals, just be try and be more nurturing, allow yourself to rest. That's the divine feminine is, is the opposite of the action is just allowing yourself to rest, mm-hmm. um, express your vulnerability, connect with your body sensually. So express your sexual energy and what makes you feel sexy and good. Like I said before, it's a solo activity. It's just for you. It is not performative. It is not for somebody else. Mm-hmm. Unless that connection is what makes you feel more divinely feminine. Um, this one caught me off guard, but accepting who you are. And when you think about being imbalanced specifically in the feminine, um, you can't hate yourself into happiness, right? Well, and, you and when you think for about, others. right, when you think about those qualities of the divine feminine, who the divine feminine is receptive. So she would also be, or a quality would also be accepting. So accepting of yourself seems divinely feminine. Um, Trust yourself in your intuition, feel your feelings, not just to heal, but to express your emotions, to allow yourself to be sad and exhibit that emotion, Mm -hmm. regardless of where you are. Um, create space for other people to feel their feelings and be emotional, express kindness and compassion. I want to go back to that one. Oh yeah. Be, 
the create space for other people to feel their feelings. Um, as a society, we're really bad at that. <laughs> Everyone is bad at that. And uh, we need to get better at that. It's okay to just be with someone well, and let them have their feelings and you're and just this safe it. space, right? Uh, not hey, corrected. feel better. Hey, why are you crying? Don't be so sad. Don't fix it. Just be in the space with them. And that's uncomfortable because we like to have a role and we like to make sure people feel better. But yeah, I am not uncomfortable in that role. I am oh, not. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also interesting because in our society or professional environment, aggression is okay, but crying at work is not. <laughs> and I've never understood that where I can have an owner of a company scream in my face and personally insult me, threaten my livelihood for an area that I have nothing to do with because he's upset that something isn't going well. And I am the person that happens to be sitting in front of him. Whereas if I were to cry in response to that, or as a reaction, or just in any situation, oh, God, you know, like, this is why women can't be in the workplace, right? Um, so it's just, it's a weird, again, it's one of those situations where the toxic masculinity is accepted, and mm-hmm. the divine feminine uh, is rejected. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so be a blessing to everyone you meet. Um, create and nurture meaningful connections. And then the huge one, and this one, this is an area that's hard for me. It's why it's in all caps. (laughs) Receive, receive. You don't, I think so many people equate the divine feminine with giving, but it's not. That's the masculine. Mm -hmm. So if you find that you are constantly giving, giving, and giving in your life, and you're feeling imbalanced or feeling that you're not getting anything in return, stop giving, make space to receive. And then for, to embrace the divine masculine, say no, (laughs) plan, um, exercise, like a lot of movement, right? Um, Try something new, offer safety to others, um, do some sort of competitive task. It doesn't have to be something where you win, right? Like you can be competitive to achieve your best self, right? Like set markers and milestones and try and meet them. Um, take responsibility for yourself and encourage other people to be responsible for themselves, be assertive and decisive, and then honor your self-confidence. I'm not bossy. I'm the boss or, um, one of my favorite people, Kamala Harris, excuse me, I'm still talking, (laughs) right? I probably butchered what she said, but those are the sentiments. Um, yeah. So then the secret question we've already covered. So I had put some in our outline. I, I blocked out a bunch of questions from Amy because I love seeing her reactions. But I was going to say, do you have any ideas on what or how you will reawaken or rebalance? But it sounds like you're going to go to therapy and you have a list. <laughs> yeah, I I think it'll take I think it's going to take a, a few things to rebalance. And, you know, obviously I just figured it out like. 45 minutes ago that oh and on this a Friday at wrong. 5 p.m. <laughs> yeah so so I gotta kind of let that digest for a while um uh yeah I well, I so don't the know. universe is supportive of you Amy 
I, uh, with the tarot cards, I asked, what is the message for or from the divine feminine and got a card. And then I asked for the message for or from the divine masculine. And for the feminine, I got, oh, it's really dark in here, but I got the ace of swords for the feminine, which, uh, so it's a hand coming out of a cloud. Uh, well, I don't know if on that card, it's a cloud holding a sword. And then there are what's around the sword. I can't, it's like see Ivy it. or leaves. Yeah. Yeah. And so a, like a, like crown. a laurel, laurel, laurel. Yes. And, and a crown. Mm-hmm. And the swords is air and considered more masculine energies in the deck of tarot. So that was interesting that for the feminine, I got the masculine mm-hmm. yes. and then for the masculine, I got the ace of wands, which is another hand coming out of a cloud holding a stick or a wand, um, again with leaves and water. Um, mm-hmm. but the wands is kind of more of a fiery feminine energy to me in the tarot deck. Um, and so it was really interesting. Um, you know, the, the universe was just expressing balance, right? Um, yeah, so- absolutely. The feminine needs masculine. The masculine needs feminine. It's, it's, it feels super balanced. The other thing that I love about it is that the, with the swords and the wand, the hands are coming from different directions. So it's like, yeah. So it's Look like at you observing hands, <laughs> maybe from the same person. And you could be, you could have the wand in this hand and the sword in that hand, right? And it's a way of balance to balance that masculine and feminine. And we post these on our Instagram if you don't watch our YouTube. So you'll be able on Tuesdays, we post these. But yeah. so I took the, the ace of swords as be swift of mind and as the ace of mm. wand to be swift of soul. Um I love that. Right. But so this is just, I don't know, you, you need each, you need each in a relationship. Yes. You need each, but also inside of yourself, you need each. Yeah. What are you going to talk about next week, Amy? <laughs> well, it's October. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, that wheel of the year keeps spinning and we are coming up to Samhain. Uh, what most people think of as Halloween. So October 31st and then November 1st. Um, but traditionally it it's called Samhain and it is the final harvest. Uh, and we're just going to talk about Samhain and Halloween and how to honor the day and still keep it fun and scary. And I believe um, in the Celtic tradition or in the wheel of the year, this is New Year's Eve. October 31st is New Year's Eve. Everything away. (laughs) Come join us next week. (laughs) Episode 44. (laughs) If you're listening, and like even if you are listening outside of the wheel of the year, it still listens, so you're prepared for the next one. Yeah. And time is a social construct. It doesn't matter. Well, if this episode spoke to your soul, please share it with a friend. And if you have time, give us some love on your preferred platform with a rate review and subscribe. You can also reach out to us via Instagram and YouTube under the Brightly Podcast or via email at brightlypodcast at gmail.com. And I just want to add to my usual little spiel with this. Let us know what we missed. Let us know your thoughts. Um, not necessarily what we got wrong, right? Like this is all what resonates and we're all learning and, um, you know, it's really easy just to yell at people on the internet, but like, what do you want more of? What did this make you think of? What did we just not even touch on that we should in the next episode about? Yeah. Love that. All right. And with that, we hope you have a bright and beautiful day.